0: Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. My name is AJ Cairns. I'm your host here each and every week as we do our best to introduce you to the artists, designers, and illustrators from around the world who help bring your favorite beers and breweries to life. So this week on the episode number 39, Thirty y nine. We have joining us from right outside my hometown of Philadelphia, Colin McSherry. Colin is the senior art director for Bisling Magazine, as well as art director for Soul Artisan Ales. So he's got a few hats he's wearing, double dipping. It was really nice to get to talk to him, learn about his process, how he got into. You know, art and the role it's played in his life how he landed the gig at Seoul and just kind of some of the little subtleties easter eggs and nuances about some of his designs that he does for Seoul you can find him online uh, via the Instagram at cmc Sherry Sherry S-H-E-R-R-Y good old, good old Irishman like myself Colin McSherry Oh, Colin. And it's uh, really nice, like I said, just to talk to them and, and learn more about Soul. Have, have had a few of their beers, but as we like to say here, we are a beer agnostic project, so we have not really had uh, a large amount of their stuff, but we're drawn to them. You know, we're active, uh, maybe more voyeurs in the you know, the Northeast, uh, you know, Philadelphia area beer trading scene, and we do see a lot of their cans popping up all over the place, and they're just looking great. Like how they use the, you know, the sticker, and we talk about that and just really kind of learn more about what they're doing, how you can team out with them. You can find out more about them, sole, S-O-L-E, underscore ales on Instagram or com for more information on that. If you've somehow managed to find us and you don't have our website and other information, now is the time to get the pen and paper out and write it down, 16ozcanvas.com. Or you can find us via Instagram, Twitter, and the book of faces. 16ozcanvas is our handle. So get in touch. Tag your stuff. Tag your photos. Your beer grams. Your beardography. Your... One six Oz canvas is what you should be adding into there. I think each person is given you're allowed to use about I think 28 to 30. I think it is uh, hashtags. So that's not mean. We're just asking for one. you know and then it goes up on our website. you get you know interweb famous and you know we do we take it from there. so we thank everybody who's been listening each and every week. If you're new here, we do appreciate it. If you're you know just checking us out. There's a lot more where this came from, so just dive yourself in. We have three full 12 packs, and we're working on number four right now. We're in talks for our artist for the fifth. Got some uh, got some goodies for you. So excited to share that with you. We got most of the, a little more than half of this uh, fourth uh, 12 pack finished. So that's in production, which is exciting, and really just uh, it's been a, it's been a wild experience meeting some folks who are really unique, really special. Great stories, you know, we got a lot of positive feedback from you know, last week's episode, from the the guys in Magnificent Beard and the Wu-Tang Clan stuff, you know, that was a big hit, so hopefully you'll enjoy this one, uh, I know we had a lot of fun putting this one together. So without further ado, I bring to you episode number 39, Treinta y Nueve, with Colin McSherry, Soul Artisan Ales, right here on the 16-ounce canvas. That's right, folks. Say with me, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-ounce canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Really excited to have with us this week Colin McSherry. He is the art director for Soul Artisan Ales, and he's also, on top of that, the senior art director at Beisling Magazine. So he's checking in uh, from right outside of my hometown of Philadelphia. And Like I said the Colin, it's always a pleasure to call it 215 area code i even get a little excited for a 610 now and again and then the <laughs> the less popular 267 which is kind of taking over but so thanks for exactly. thanks for making the time colin i do appreciate it uh,
1: thanks for having me on
0: awesome so really just uh, appreciate you making the time you know i came to learn of you through really uh, i've been following along on, you know on instagram with you know what you're doing and you know so i think soul's doing excuse me Uh, you know soul artisan and uh, really just really like the designs and was really just uh, glad to be able to get some of your time today
1: yeah thanks it's a it's a fun project that i'm part of so uh anytime i get the chance to talk about it i uh i'd like to you know it's a it can't it doesn't get a it's not too hard and it's uh the perks are always they're always there
0: (laughs) Well, the the too hard part I could disagree. I could definitely uh yeah it's not I'm not uh, skilled in the in the visual arts but I definitely could see the perks being a uh, being enjoyable the, the handful of beers I've had from them have been really enjoyable so I definitely need to make a make make a trip there next time I'm in the in the area. Definitely. Excellent. Now we wanted to, you know, you're like I said you're kind of wear uh, multiple hats you know you have your. Your two, your two art director jobs. You know, one you're the senior art director at Bisley Magazine. So, kind of, what's the uh, what's the Colin story? How did you kind of get into art and you know into design? You know, what kind of what kind of uh, got you got you started?
1: Um, I've always been uh, into art. You know, growing up as a kid, I you know always had sketchbooks and crayons and all that kind of fun stuff uh, in front of me. Um, you know, I was never a kid that had a calculator or anything like that, even though I always tell my parents, like, you should have gave me one and I might've done a little better in my career, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, so I've always been very visual artist. Um, you know, I was the kid that always drew in his room and, you know, graffitied my, uh, closet door and all that fun stuff, uh, as a kid. Um, and my parents were cool with it. You know, they always knew that I had the eye for it and, you know, it, it it's, it kind of was all that thing it's like you know my mom would i would help my mom do things like decorate and just everything you know just kind of the visual eye and you know the the aesthetics of everything always were a big thing to me um you know i'm also a virgo so you know my thing is like everything's got its place and i like order and you know uh, all that kind of stuff but uh But yeah, so growing up has always been, art has always been a thing, you know, photography has always been another interest. Um, So yeah, so it's just been, it's been a lifelong thing. Um, You know, I went through, you know, I was the kid that had all the art classes in high school and college when all my friends were going to like, you know, statistics classes. I was going in to draw, you know, figure studies and stuff like that. And all my friends made fun of me until like they saw me come home with the, the naked lady drawing and stuff like that. So it was always a fun, fun thing to, to go through school and people were jealous. And, uh, so yeah, it was, it was a fun, a fun career path.
0: Yeah. I think, like I said, especially the, anytime you get to draw naked ladies, no, but I think that, um, yeah, I definitely think that, um, it's, it's important when you, where I think the story is always my favorite part is how people got into it and the, the drawing and, I was a math guy that didn't really do me any good. So if I would maybe had a couple more extra colored pencils, maybe I would have you know gotten some more creative <laughs> stuff. So you yeah, beauty, know, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. But it seems like your your parents were were super supportive of that, which I think is really I think that's really kind of the key. You know, to have that support from the get go.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, my mom is you know she was never uh, like a full artist, but she was always like super crafty, like really good at decorating. Had you know visual eye as well. Um, so that was always good. You know, I, my, my parents were, you know, my dad couldn't draw a thing, but my mom could sit there and she could, you know, draw something out and have my dad like either cut it for her or do something. And then she would like, she would do all the finish work and stuff like that. But so it was cool. It was, uh, you know, it was very, you know, it was never like, oh, well, put that down and go do your homework. It was, you know, finish your drawing and then go do your homework, you know, kind of thing. So, um so yeah it was it was always art was never you know put down in the house it was always yeah what are you what are you gonna do next kind of thing so yeah
0: good yeah which is great i mean where you you know where it's led you today is, is encouraging especially i mean especially not to sound older but like years ago art and some more of their creative careers there wasn't as much of an opportunity because of you know social or even just the internet and being able to even just the hard drives, the computers, right? To be able to have larger visual, you know, larger DPIs yeah. and larger photos, and it was much harder. It was a lot more hands-on, and the idea of having a studio was was crazy. And so now it's, you know, I'm doing this in my, you know, my spare bedroom and what have you. And so it's all about just being you know, creative and you know, technology helping helping that shit out. Oh yeah, definitely.
1: I mean, and that's the thing too. It's, um, you know, I was. You know, not I'm not an older guy, just turned 40, but, like, you know, I, when I went through high school and college, like, computers were still, like, really infancy and, like, you know, Photoshop was, like, just starting out and, you know, we didn't have all the access to all that stuff that you have now. It's, like, so readily right in front of them. So, like, you know, I did come up through all the traditional, like, drawing and painting and, you know, all that stuff before I even got on a computer. So, you know, some of that stuff does help, you know in the process where it's like, I can still draw something in a sketch or, you know, have an idea that I can jot down on paper real quick before like I even take it to a computer. So, I mean, like there's, there's definitely like that, that plus, you know, and it's, there's a lot of people that can design the hell out of something on a computer, but can't draw a stick figure. And it's like, it's kind of a, it's not a sad thing, but like, you know, I, I'm glad that I can draw, um, and I have that background. Um, so I think it just adds to everything, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's always a progress, you know, of how things, you know, go forward and, you know, what people will, you know, bounce back to. I mean, there's still people that can draw better than I can and, you know, they might be 10 years old. So, (laughs) but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's cool to see. I mean, that's the, that's the thing that's really cool about art is the range of talent is just all over the map. You know, you can be young and be like super talented or you can be, you know, an older guy who's just like can kill it on a computer now. And it's just like, it's cool. Like, you know, when the skill's there and the drive's there, like anyone can do whatever they want, which is with a great thing about art, you know, and the resources online to learn stuff now is amazing. So, so that stuff, you know, that's where art now it's, you know, you're losing a lot of it in school. Like we had, um, you know, they're cutting art funding, they're cutting all that stuff and music and stuff. But, but if you're really, you know, if you really want to do it, there's the resources are there for kids to just like, you know, expand on what they can do in school. Um, which I think is amazing. You know, you can Google anything, you can watch YouTube videos and you can learn anything you want. So it's the possibilities are there for anybody.
0: Yeah. And I think, uh, yeah, we're the same age. You're, you're, I'm a, i am I just turned 39. So we're in the same class, but I think even with the tools to be able to do it before there was a tools there, it makes you a little more intuitive and kind of see what you're trying to do and, you know, and how to gauge things a little differently. I definitely noticed there's a differentiation from, you know, folks who are analog kind of OGs or, you know, and then who go yep. digital versus like straight digital folks. You know, I think to be able to do both, you know, it's, it's really, uh, it's really, it's really interesting. I mean, yeah, my first computer was an Apple IIe and it was just like monochrome and you could just do pretty yeah. much you know, minimalistic stuff with it. But it, to, to me at that point in time, it was like, it was like, you know, the you know, Mona Lisa, like it was amazing. It was like this, you know, I made this on a computer. Like I was pretty, I was pretty yeah. psyched. And then paint came along, which is, you know, rest in peace, just got put down. But you know, that was like, yeah. that, that was like, that was mind blowing at that time. Like what, you know, Good old bitmap, yeah. good old bitmaps, and you're you know you're good to go,
1: yeah. I mean, that that was the thing. like when when computers started coming out, it was I actually didn't like them. um you know, because my thing was I could think of what I wanted to do on it, but like the machines were slow. The programs are slow. They didn't render things like it took forever if you did render something. I, like, so there was like I had a hard time with it now, like you know back then because like, I wanted to move faster because I was used to that background of like, okay, I'm going to draw something. It's right in front of me. And it's like, you try and draw it on the computer back then. And it was just a was a hassle almost, you know? So it was like, it did take me a while and it, it you know, once the computer started getting better and faster, that's when like I really start <clears throat> started to like fall into the graphic design end of things. Um, which was, you know, like I said, as they started to become faster and faster, it was just like, okay, now this is what I'm, this is what I wanted. Like, I wanted to be able to do this stuff. You know, it's like when you look back at portfolio pieces from high school and college and you're just like, that's what we could do on computers, huh? You know, it was like, it was glorified cut and paste. And, you know, it it wasn't, you know, you always look back and cringe at some portfolio work. But, uh, but yeah, it's the, today's equipment is just it it, made, it makes it really easy um i mean you still have to have the eye but but the, the tools are there and it's it's definitely a, a joy to use them now versus uh 20 years ago
0: yeah i mean yeah oregon trail was like the best you, you know that was the best you could do for for gaming back then <laughs> you know but yeah no and i agree like or when i first started taking programming it was like you do something then to compile it it would take you know, you have to leave. You pretty much leave for the day and come back and hope it was, you know, it, or try it again. So I definitely can see the the stress or the headaches that it would definitely cause. And you know, with what I can do now, I still th- yeah, I still think even though I can do so many amazing things. To your point, I think if you can't draw, like the computer is not gonna, it's not gonna like help that. It might make your edges a little rounder or cleaner or what have you. But right. if you, you you can only hack that so much, which I think is good. I think folks use it now more as a. You know time saver to take some you know new chances or just kind of cut down some of the the minimal you know the, the extra legwork so but i definitely if you're a hack you can't you know you can't yeah, you only know, fake, you know, fake it so much so how would you describe your you know yourself as an artist or kind of your style you know i think that you know what you're doing with bicycle magazine is different than what, than what you're doing with soul so how would you describe you know yourself as an artist
1: um i think well especially for the stuff that we do at soul um it's definitely a like clean modern, uh, style, but it has a lot of playful elements. And, uh, you know, cause a lot of, a lot of the beer and the labeling is like driven by the names. Um, so we can have labels that, you know, switch from beer to beer, um, just in their style or in their finish. Um, but that's the great thing about it. And like the whole collaboration with Joe and Laura is uh, is the fact of just being able to like have the freedom to do it. You know, they luckily, luckily they love everything I do. So it's, they're, they're, they're great to work with. Um, so so that's always makes my job a little easier, but yeah, I mean, so like their style fit with my style and like their vision fit with my style. So it wasn't like I had to like change my style or adjust anything. It was like, it was kind of just a really good match right off the bat um, for what they, what they saw and what they saw in me. Um, so, yeah, so I think that's basically, it's a, it's a clean modern is, is it, but um, you know, we've we've deviated here and there for, to fit certain styles of beer you know we've done uh like sketchier uh looking labels with swamp witch um and a couple other uh labels that we've done but most of them you know bright colorful clean lines um you know you're dealing with a very small median, so things can't get too chaotic and too too messy so you have to still have to get all your information on there and it has to come away come across right away to the customers what they're getting and stuff so that's why I think the clean stuff
0: works really well for what we're doing yeah they're very bright and vivid kind of like I said I've never been there but the kind of the the vibe of the energy I get from the place from just following along and what's you know going on along it just seems like a really warm and kind of uh, you know friendly environment so I think that the colors and you know, the pastels they're using really kind of help support kind of the, the vibe or the kind of the, the branding of you know of soul so I think that's that's fitting
1: yeah, that's a, that's a great thing. I mean, like Laura had a real good vision for uh, Bar and Bottle, which is their location in Easton, um, and she had really good vision for it. And we worked together on some things and some mural work, and you know, just fitting out like the little details within the space to like make sure everything really was like branded and really tied together from menus to the glassware to the growlers to the crawlers you know, to the rubber bands that went, that go around the menus, uh, just like all that stuff that we really like kind of really tried to nail down and have a cohesive thing. So like you can take all that stuff out of the bar and lay it out on a table and you'll immediately know what the inside of the place looks like. And you, you see how everything works together, which was, which was really good on their part, you know, as you know, to work with them on that stuff. Uh, You know, it's always fun that someone sees like, a plan and has the plan for things and, and, you know, follows through on all those details. Cause a lot of times like, you know, you might work with someone that's doing a new space and all they want you to do is the menu and then you do the menu for them and then they don't ask you to do it again. And then you're, you know, you, you go there and it's like, well, their menu looks different from this menu and drink menu is not the same as the regular menu. And yeah. You know, so like, it's nice when you go into a place that, that has that cohesion and that, that finished and touches that they have um so it's it's just really cool really cool space
0: yeah and that's the thing that I, it's more of like an epiphany i've kind of had since doing this because like we first started you know we focused on the art and the designers and illustrators but we've also kind of really come to the kind of the realization that the the owners or management however you want to you know the suits you know just kidding it's beer so but just like you know the whole idea is like that they're making a conscious choice on something that's kind of whose life you know the life cycle of beer is not very long and so to really go the extra mile on the branding and the subtleties and you know to hire somebody like yourself or just you know art you know artists in general like to really kind of give it that special you know special look and feel when as soon as it's finished you know it's going to my trash can so like it's really it's really cool and it's really and it's not cheap you know it's it's definitely an extra investment that i think a lot of times is is overlooked but when it's done right you know it's a it's a home run when like you're saying that whole yeah everything is uh you know complementary of each other it's kind of you know one you know, one big you know canvas, so to speak. You know, so I think it's a it's really great to see that. And like I said, I've never been yeah. there, but I, I get that vibe that everything kind of yeah. you know, lines up together.
1: Yeah, it's it's really cool. I mean, that's that's the the magic of that place. Is it? It's so nice, but it's not stuffy nice. You know, it's still it's got it's a little bit of everything. You know, it it can be that corner bar, but it's not a dive it's not you know it's 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 nice but it's not too sophisticated it's just it's really got like a really really good vibe when you go in there people are always super friendly um you know customers bartenders like everyone everyone is in there because they love that beer and that experience that they're getting and that's that's the the great thing about joe and laura's vision for soul is like they have that vision and they know what they want people to like to experience, you know, you're going in there and that's, that's the other thing that's great about it. is you're going in and you're ordering their beer. Like you're not going in, you're not getting yingling Lager, you're not getting Miller light. Like you're going in there for that experience of like drinking these beers that are, you know, crafted um, by a small company that put a lot of time and effort into everything they do. So you know that's why that, that space is is really 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 cool.
0: Now, how did you how did you come to meet them? Like, what what's the, how did you become part of the team?
1: Um, so uh, so like you said, I, I work for Bicycling Magazine, so I'm a cyclist. Um, and Joe had gotten into cycling, um, and lived in Emmaus, where Bicycling Magazine is is located. Um, so I had ridden with him a couple times, and we'd actually done a couple local uh, training races together. Um, and it was before I even knew really what he did. I just knew him as Joe and someone said he was a brewer and that's all I really knew. And like, we rode together a couple times. Um, and, and it was, I'm trying to think three years ago, maybe, um, he approached another designer at the magazine who turned down the job and was like, Colin be perfect for you guys. Um, so one night after work, we sat down, we had a burger at a local place, and we just talked for probably an hour, maybe two hours, just about, like, design and about what they wanted to do and where they wanted to take this. And, you know, that was three years ago, and they had these plans. Um, not super structured, because that's the thing that's great about them, is, like, they have these visions, but it's not like – we're going to do this by this date and this date and this date. And like, so there is like that, um, organicness to it. Um, but with the, but with long-term goals and, and vision rather than just like flying by the seat of their pants. Um, so, so yeah, so that was the initial meeting. And after that it was, all right, let's start, let's start designing stuff. Like, what do we want to start with? Um, you know, so we started with, when we first started, we were doing, um, bottles, um, in case boxes and all this stuff. And that was like where it really started off for us because we went the direct opposite way of like every other beer. When you go into a distributor, you see tans and black and, you know, muted colors and like, um, line work drawings and stuff like that, that look like, you know, wood block. And you see all those things and you know, all those beers in your head. And it was like, what if we go the other way and we just do huge blocks of color, big type on these boxes? And, and you when we did that and you walked into the local distributor, like all you saw was like these cyan and green boxes. And immediately everyone was just like, what is that? You know, so that was that was the start of of it for us. Um, you know, and that was that was clink and good life uh yeah green life and that was like the start when we really really started to take off with the design and it was like they could they immediately saw the benefit of having good design and that was the thing that was really cool was like they appreciated it immediately they didn't take it for granted they were just like you know this is this is it you know they always they're always giving me credit for how well they're doing and i said listen if you're putting, you know, crap in a bottle, people aren't going to buy it no matter how good the label is. I'm like, it's, it's, it's a, it's a relationship of, you know, my design along with like the good beer you're putting in there. I'm like, you know, so that's the thing that's, that's really cool is like the back and forth that we have and the, and the conversations that we can have and, you know, the freedom that they give me. So it's been, been a really good relationship um, from the start.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I think that folks will buy it because of because of your work, maybe once. But if it, they they they're not like I said, holding to that can if it's if it's crappy beer inside. So I think that's uh we we've, we've taken a, a beer agnostic stance, but self for self serving reasons, I've definitely you know picked out breweries that I've had their beers and enjoyed. But it's kind of been fun. There's been a few that we've never tried before, but we just really like the art. But I, I definitely agree. Like you might draw them in, but no one's gonna go. You know what? That was a really shitty beer, but I love. Col- that, the label Colin made, so let me buy this six pack and this. You know, have it. You know, not not enjoy this. You know, all my after my after work beer. But hey, I'll have a cool picture to look at. So yeah, it only gets you so far.
1: Yeah, I mean that, that's the funny thing too is that, and now I wasn't aware of this, but Joe, the last time we talked, uh, we we got together a couple of last week at the bar, and we were talking about labels and we we're talking about this stuff, and he's like, he's like, Do you know. Like, cause he, you know, it was another one of those instances where he's trying to give me all this credit. And I was just like, no, I'm like, same thing, you know, dude, Shabir. He's like, yeah, but people collect your labels. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, he's like people like take the labels off and like keep them in books and stuff. And I was just like blown away that that's like, that someone's doing that. I don't, you know, I don't know how many people are doing it, but it's just like, you know, I never think of it that way, but it, like, to me, I know what a sticker collector I am. Like, you know, I was always the kid on a skateboard where it was like I would go to the skate shop, I'd buy the sticker, but then I would like the sticker so much I didn't want to put it on my board. So like I would just yeah, yeah. put it put it in a folder. You know, like I have I have skateboard stickers from when I was a kid and I, I you know, I still do it now. You know, today I you know, I still collect stickers. I still like, you know, oh I want that bike brand sticker, I want, you know, this this sticker, you know, so like I kind of see where they like people might be doing that. And I think it's really cool. And it was just kind of a thing I never thought of, you know, that, that someone might be doing with the work that I was doing. So it was pretty cool.
0: It is pretty cool. And I think that, yeah, I think that you're, because of the type of labels too, it's probably, you probably, they probably like it. You make it a little bit easier for them to get off there. I've seen some, you know, I've tried to get some off before and it's, it's a, it's a hack job. So I just, you know, or I'll take them off and put them on the you know, the, the beer fridge in the basement. So I, I definitely, I definitely think it's cool. Well, yeah, they're like, like, I said, like the little, you know, somebody described as, you know, they're like a little mini, it's a little mini art show on your fridge, you know? And so I really like that. So it's been really kind of, yeah, yeah they're still going to get thrown out, but like, I, I definitely hope, you know, we kind of tell folks, you know, when you hold that beer, just maybe hold it a second longer and realize a lot, you know, a lot of the extra hard work that went on to, you know, outside the can. So I think it's exactly. really, I think it's awesome. And we are back You just heard part one of our interview with Colin McSherry Art Director for Soul Artisan Ales in Easton, Pennsylvania Right outside of Philadelphia Quick moment of silence for Mr. Carson Wentz And his speedy recovery from his unfortunate Torn ACL that he suffered last weekend I'm an Eagles fan And that's very important to me we got a lot of those out there, so we're we'll moving on. Anyway, but what I really enjoy about you know talking to, to Colin, he's you know he's super busy. He's super passionate. He has kind of two hats that he wears, you know, working for the the magazine, which is kind of you know that's his his you know his day, sometimes night gig, and just kind of where he got started, or more so where he ended up, and then just to be part of a you know growing. Brewery and popularity, and you know, just their most recent expansion, you know, is really exciting, and for him to really be a, be a key part of that, and feel, you know, feel that excitement, and bring that passion to his work, and help to, you know, visualize the the vision you know, of Soul is really, you know, really came through. You know, the the Easter eggs and hidden stuff is exciting. Does, definitely makes me want to uh, get my hands on some of the cans over there. We'd like to like to try in the future to maybe do the interviews while drinking the beers, but a lot of the times, just you know, distribution makes it makes it difficult. And you know, but we'll say you know quick thanks. We've we've uh, last yeah last week we received beers from you know Steve McDonald and the the Burlington Beer Company. Steve will be featured on next week's episode, so I had some time to to share that with family and friends. And that's one of the things that in the beer culture I think is is good and bad you know some folks hoard their beers or they don't I wouldn't say wouldn't share them because you know it's, it's your your property you do what you want with it but I do find that beer tastes just a little bit better when you're sharing it with somebody who's maybe never had that style before or is interested in kind of learning more and making it a more you know social interaction whether it's a a bottle or a can share or just kind of you know putting together a little package for somebody who you know is a Maybe a little starter set, so I think it's I think it's important. It's one of my favorite things about the the craft beer scene. It's also you know, it's a it's definitely a, a split. Um, I like when it leans more towards the the sharing is caring part. So that's just kind of my you know craft beer PSA. I have a lot of beers in the in the, in the cellar, and I look forward to having friends over and just kind of going down there and giving them free reign on what they can pick. We can just crack some stuff together. So. They're, they're there to be shared, and especially those big, big-ass beers, you know, 12, 13, 14-plus percent. You know, they're not as enjoyable if you're drinking it by yourself and stumbling, stumbling around the house. So, like I said, we are rambling a little bit, but that's what we do here. If you're, you know, if you're just figuring that out, you know, we do apologize, but it will be an underlying theme here. But you're listening to the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. We are here each and every week doing our part to introduce you to these amazing artists and designers who help bring your favorite beers and breweries to life. We are beer agnostic, so like I said before, a lot of these beers we have not had or have yet to try, and we will do our part to to crush as many of them as, as possible, so really uh hope you're enjoying this one i think it's really it's a good story I, I think that really just kind of you know being focused on art and design you know from an early age is really really great to see you know, the support from the the family and just really knowing what what he loved from an early age is really great and so i think he does a wonderful job especially using the smaller label designs to really bring those to life you really do kind of it plays your senses you know they're very vivid they use really you know, great color palettes and allows you to kind of get a sense of what the beer is about or what, you know, what they were going for when they, you know, brewed that. So you can see, see it and it's really creative, especially using a, a smaller canvas than, you know, a traditional or more uh, commonplace now, the, the larger wrapped labels. So it's interesting. We'll be interesting to see where it goes. You know, they're doing some more bottle stuff. You they got a nice nice little set of merch there at, you know, soulels.com with a O L E. O-L-E. some cool t-shirts and some T-Q glasses and, you know, uh, stemless glassware. So check it on out. Colin's crushing it over there. They're continuing to uh, grow and expand. It's really exciting. So we want to wish them the the best of luck. But let's get right back into it. This is part two. Colin, Soul 16-ounce canvas podcast stuff here we go now you guys currently do stickers on the aluminum can is there is there is that the is that the plan moving forward or is that gonna you guys gonna go full wrap or what's the what's the printing kind of uh next steps for you guys
1: um it's funny because that's been some of the conversation that we've had lately is like you know what's that next step um we haven't really landed on anything yet. Like we're still working on some concepts and stuff for 2018, um, you know, where we might change it up, but it's also one of those things. It's like, not to say if it's not broke, don't fix it. But like, you know, right now it's working for us. It's, it's doing what Joe and Laura needed to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously for me, it's like one of those things where it's like, Oh, do I have a bigger canvas? Sure. I can, I can work with that, you know, like, so to me, I don't think it would make much difference. Um, you know, but my thing is just like doing something that helps set us apart is the thing. Um, so like, you know, a lot of people do full wrap cans now. I mean, it's, that's the thing that's so crazy is that it's actually really easy for people to do full wrap cans. And it's like, when you think like, you know, Before I got into this whole thing, I thought, like, wow, that's going to cost so much money. But when you look at it now, it's like they're just stickers. It's not painted cans. It's not like, you know, it's not like your big, huge breweries that can afford to do that stuff and have, like, these cans actually painted or etched or whatever. But, like, so, yeah, so, I mean, for right now, I think we're going to stick with the stickers. We do, you know, we do some special labels for some Soul Society stuff, and we've done some different bottle shapes and such such like that but but for right now i think we're sticking with it um but we might add something else uh coming in the future
0: that's a teaser folks mark that down <laughs> 30 minutes in teaser we'll get that up yeah yep. no i like them because uh and since you're kind of like a biking background they always look to me like the the middle bar of the bike and how there's always that like kind of a lot of the bikes have the sticker right there you know the labeling of the of the bike kind of right there on the crossbar yep. type of thing so that kind of makes sense tying it together with your background too. And like I said, like you said, if it's not broke, don't fix it. I think that the, the vibrant colors, you know, against the uh, aluminum, I think also help the, the bright colors pop just a little bit more to have that kind of you know, contrast, which I think works really well. Definitely. Excellent. Now, now how does that, you know, um, how, how's the kind of the, the project management, so to speak, like when it, when it is. When are they giving you? Okay, we have this new beer coming out, and we need a label by X. Like, how? What's the what's the turnaround time like for that?
1: Um, some of them, uh, they they go back and forth definitely. Uh, I mean, there's some where it's like, uh, you know, two weeks usually. Um, but we've had other ones where it's you know been, hey, can you do it this weekend? Um, you know, and and then the the thing that is you know, it's always, it's a back and forth because there's times where, you know, I'm so busy with the magazine where it's like, you know, they put in their requests for something or they're like, Hey, this is what we got coming up. And I'll just be like, listen, you know, guys, I'll, I'll try and get it done for you. I might not be able to, you know, cause there's nights when I come over from the magazine and I'm, you know, I work on the magazine all day and then I'm taking it home and I'm working on it at night. So like, so there's a lot of that stuff, like, you know, with the soul stuff, like I'm, there are times where like I'll sit down at like 10 or 11 o'clock at night to start something. Cause like, you know, I know how much they have tied up into it. I know that, you know, this is, this is their thing. This is their passion. This is their life. So like, that's what I put into it too. I'm like, you know, I, I do the most I can for them, um, you know, to really help them and really get things done for them to try and make sure like I'm not missing any deadlines, you know, so it's, it's it's really good. Like they're good with giving me the time or the flexibility, um, you know, and then what we've been doing recently is like, they've been, you know, putting things on calendars a little farther ahead. Um, so like, even though I might not have like the exact information, like I'll know something's coming up. So like, you know, I can see on a calendar it's like, you know, okay, you know, this is what we're planning on, you know, this certain style of beer, you know, we'll get you the info, you know, next week when we have like a better idea of how we're going to finish it. And, you know, we know what the final ingredients are. So like there's that kind of thing. So there's, you know, like I said, the le like the, the time frame. can be from two weeks to like days. Um, so that's the thing. It's fun. Cause it's like, it is so different than what I do in my day job. So it's, it's nice to be able to go to that stuff and just like sit there and geek out on this little four inch circle and try and get like, you know, all the little details, right. And the type, right. And the spacing and all that stuff. So it's, uh, it's good. I mean, there's a lot of things that are very similar to like my day job, but, but the end product is so different. So that doesn't feel like just another design thing, you know? So, so it's good.
0: Yeah. Now, are you sketching them and then scanning them in and then tweaking them, or how how are how are you doing that? I know we talked originally about kind of analog and digital, but what's what, what how are you doing these ones?
1: Um, I mean, most of the time, um, it it depends on how I'm working or how I'm giving the information. Like, there might be something where I'll get an email and it's like, hey, here's the name the style of beer, the alcohol content, and this. And it's, like, immediately off of that name, if I think of something, you know, I'll write it down, I'll draw it, I'll sketch it. You know, I always carry, like, a Field Notes little notebook in my pocket, so I'm able to write things down, like, when I think of them. Um, I'm able to, like, quickly draw sketches. Um, But for the most part, I really... I'll sketch and then I'll go right into the computer. Um, I usually don't scan my sketches. I try to try to just recreate it um, so that it's cleaner. Um, unless I'm like going to draw type or I'm going to draw an object, then thought that's the only time I'll trace something in the, on the computer. But for the most part, I just try and recreate it, where I try and just like I have that vision in my head and I just create it out right into the computer. Um, so, I mean, it really is, a dependent on, you know, my time frame or, you know, what I'm feeling like, uh, you know, how much stuff I've got going on at home, whether I have the time to draw and sketch, or if I just got to go in and knock it out and, you know, get it right on the computer and get it right out of my head. Um, so yeah, so I, I, I do a little bit of everything. Um, so it's just, it's basically whatever, whatever the name of the beer or the style of beer, uh, you know, dictates, uh, you know, whether or not I have to do research, like, you know, what does that name even mean? Like, you know, it's like, that's kind of like what I do, like, you know, because I'll get names from Joe and I'm just like, I don't even know how I came up with that. Like I have no idea what that is, you know, and it's just like, okay, let's do some Google search. Let's do some, you know, deep dive into like this kind of stuff. Let's, uh, you know, let's look at some images of you know north gods or something like whatever he's got some crazy name um you know and just kind of go from there and and just kind of build and build and then you know sometimes i'll pull uh some swipe and some reference files into a folder and i'll just kind of like go off that and just kind of use like elements and and really just use the internet as like a source and like you know some resources and just kind of go off that kind of stuff, and just really, you know, just really dial down into what like I want to get down onto the label, and uh, you know, every once in a while I'll hide something in there, and you know, not tell Joe about it until after the label's already printed, and they are like, hey, did you notice that? And he's just like, man, I didn't notice that, you know. So it's fun stuff like that that you know we get to do. So yeah, so like I said, it's a it's um it's a little bit of a hybrid process. You know, sometimes sketching, sometimes just writing a computer.
0: Okay. Now, have you uh, have you thanked your colleague to kind of recommend you? I think that's pretty clutch that you've said before that your your colleague said you'd be a better fit for the gig, and it seems like he was right, but that's a pretty, uh, pretty clutch thing to you know, kind of selflessly recommend somebody else for the job.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was one of those things where I think it was more of a, um, like a time frame and, you know, he'd known that I had done other freelance gigs on the side and I've done some other, free, and he hadn't done a lot of f- freelance on his own. So like, and he kind of knew that it was going to, I guess he, he kind of saw like it was going to grow and it was going to be a lot of work. Um, <laughs> So he was just kind of like, it's all true. right, you know, he, he just kind of pushed it off on me, you know, and it was, just, it, and I didn't really know what to expect either when until we sat down and, you know, that, uh, that half hour 45 minutes turned into almost two hours but it was like we both walked out of there just like super excited about like all right like i'm gonna send you stuff like in the next two days and we're gonna get this really going and you know that's the way it's been ever since so so yeah so i know i do and i still work with, with with jimmy and um you know so anytime i i get some beverages from joe i always make sure i share (laughs)
0: I was going to, that was my next question. I was going to say, hopefully, uh, Jimmy's, uh, stocked up just as nice. Yeah, that's good. You know, he's part of the, the lore there. So, so good, good on you, Jimmy. And, uh, so, so you, so you were on early on where, you know, I, the, always the, I guess the, O. I find that really interesting. I don't, is it the zero? What's, what's the, what's the significance of the kind of the, the line through it of the, of the O and the soul?
1: from the beginning that's just what it's always been Um, when they told me the company name like I had mispronounced it for a while because I thought it was supposed to be some kind of like tillbay slash thing and he was just like no it's just soul and I was just like oh I'm like that's cool and the thing that's been really neat about that is like it's been it's given us like a little design element to use um, as well as like you know, to, to not just use some traditional element. I mean, like we we do use a little hop a lot of times and we, we, we hide it or we'll put it on labels and we'll, you know, we use it places. But since as the brand's grown, we've been using the O with slash a little bit more. I mean, like bar and bottle um, that is like the main, like, you know, the flag outside of bar and bottle is, is the O is like a modern take on the O and, you know, there's, it's, it's used a lot and it's, it's one of those things like where we're going to probably start using it a little bit more and there might be some changes to it, but, uh, but yeah, like I said, 2018 is coming and, uh, we'll have some new stuff hopefully.
0: Cool. Yeah. I think it's cool. Cause I mean, I was like, I will say it's a pain in the ass though to try to type it though. So I don't know how to find it on the keyboard. So if there's like a shortcut you guys have, I would love to. Uh, On a Mac. Or yeah. on the on yeah. a
1: phone keyboard, all you did is hold, hold down the o what about on the and mac? then it'll be a six What about the mac? uh I think it should just be i think it's oh you just press and hold o and then it would be six
0: oh, okay all right we'll give it a shot. And yeah. I,
1: yeah, that's, that's, how, that's how
0: it works. Full disclosure: I've just been copying it from all of their all of their texts when I have to have to email. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> I'll go like yeah, five of like, I can imagine
1: it. It does get a little tedious sometimes to, to you know. There's there. Trust me. There's many emails that we go back and forth, and it's never with the line through it. It's always just an no. Yeah, right. You know, it's just for speed and for you know. It's and there's been times where it's like with with the you know. The font or whatever doesn't always have it, so it's like it's oh hey, um, you know when we're going through rounds and we're going through um, like comps of labels and stuff, and I haven't put the flash in. It's like hey, can you remember to put the flash in? It's like oh yeah, yep, we'll we'll get there when we uh, when we get you know narrowed down between the designs that we we kind of do. So yeah, so it's it's always a it's always a thing that we make sure we have to add in.
0: Yeah, I guess I never thought about that—the font families you choose, right? That's not a because yeah. At first, I thought it was like a, a zero because you see kind of some old school folks when they write a zero to differentiate from the L, you know, put the line through it. So yep. yeah, it's cool. No, I think I think it yeah. definitely adds a little bit of flair to it, which I think is nice. And you definitely, I think that without you know in a real smart way, I, the the flag and then you know it's on the gift cards and a few other things. But it's it's uh, it allows you to to have kind of some. It, Kind of customization just naturally, which I think is is nice,
1: yeah, it's definitely it's it's you know it's like I said it's it's it just gives us another element, and that's where it's really cool. so we don't have to rely on the traditional beer elements all the time. um you know the name or the symbol like that can can take place of you know the horse-drawn beer carriage and stuff like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, we don't want none of that so good, good, yeah, no yeah. and I also like it too, and i've uh I've said this to others who take the similar approach, like your focus isn't, you know, especially with just being the sticker, you know, you're, you even have less real estate than other folks, you know, by choice, but you're not having it be that, you know, 33% of that sticker is, you know, sole artisan ales. They're, you know, it's not like a little billboard, right? Because most, because I think right. a lot of the beers bought at the brewery, you know, there is distribution as well, but it's not like, you know, flashing neon right on the front, you know? So I think I I respect that because that's in a way it's that kind of, it's a more modern branding, you know, kind of idea, but you know, kind of old school branding was always like, you wanted to get it out there. You want to, you know, the three panes you're looking at, you want to make sure you always see it. And so it's just like, it's a, it's a choice that, you know, it's not a, it's not always the quote unquote safest one, but I think from a, you know, if you're doing, I think craft beer is an art. And so the labels are an art in of itself too. So I always, I always commend that.
1: Yeah, it's, it's definitely, you know, it's a whole process, you know, it's something that, you know, we're always tinkering with and, you know, it's trying to figure out like, you know, how much branding is too much branding is like, you know, that's the thing where it's nice is we've always focused on the name, you know, the name is the label and it's not soul's name. It's the name of the beer, you know, it's, it's all those. And that's the thing. Cause I mean, when you know you're talking about some of these craft beers, or you're talking about you know some of the beers that Joe does, it's you know immediately people can refer to it as oh I hope you guys you know do juice box again, or I hope you guys do you know one of the Nerd series again, and it's that's that's the thing that's cool is because right then it was you know they know they know what they like, they knew it was you, they already know it's your beer, so like you don't have to hit them over the head with it that it's soul beer you know like they already know it you know that people in you know the beer world know what they like they know what they don't like and it's nice that they they know the name instantly they know what beers out of you know your i don't know how many beers we've done so far say we've done 30 beers but like people know you know they know exactly what beer it is they know the names they know what the labels look like which is also you know it's that element that's really cool um, so yeah, that's where, you know, our branding strategy has always been, you know, the beer name, you know, that way people can relate to it and having the labels relate to that name is always, is that other step. So that way you, you might not even know, you don't even need to really read the descriptions of these beers to know what they are, because what I try and do in the labels is give you an idea of what they are, you know? So like immediately, you know, like, okay it's going to be this big lemony orange and, you know, you know, you're going to get that fruit and you're going to get that, you know, that taste um, rather than just, you know, the name on it, you know, or something like that. So it's just, it's a process and, uh, you know, hope, hopefully it's, it's translating and hopefully people are, you know, digging it.
0: Yeah. And I think one of the ones I, I mean, just kind of, they all have a kind of a, a fun, you know, energy to them, and I, I really one of the ones I really like, and it's um uh, is the Mosaic Nerd because it's like okay Mosaic Nerd, and then you're like when you step back, you're like oh, they're mosaic tiles, you know, behind it. It's just really, it's kind of, it's it's really smart, and I mean I, being nerd, you know, I guess it goes with it, but I just think it's uh, it's one of my favorite ones. I just think it's really cool.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I don't know if it's replaced been replaced recently, but I know that that was one of Joe's favorite labels too. Um, he, he loved that one instantly. And that was, that's been his favorite for a while. So I think we've done one or two other ones that I think might've, uh, I know one of them recently, uh, might've replaced it. Um, so, because he was raving about another label, we just did. So, so I don't know. Maybe we, uh,
0: which one's that? Is this, that one off. Is this one of the ones that's not out yet?
1: Um, the all days. Oh, okay. It's a table beer that he did. Um, okay.
0: I think that one just came out recently. Oh, all V's, okay. Universe um, yeah, 420.
1: Yep. Yeah, that's that's one that I think he he just loved the the aesthetics of it and how clean it was and the structure of the label and everything, color blocking and just all that stuff.
0: I agree. I and I like that one also, and I definitely noticed there's a little. Uh, well, we'll leave it at 420. If you don't know what that is, folks, just you know, you use, <laughs> use the Google machine and uh, it'll 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 inform you there. So. We don't. We don't have to put any sort of um, labels on the show that might uh, not make us kid friendly anymore. Since we're big, we're big in the yeah. elementary schools, you know. So we're definitely, you know, taking off there. With the you got the cushy clouds, and there's a few others in that in that family. So yeah, they definitely. Uh, yep. We are friendly on this side of the table as well. So we applaud that. So good work, everybody. Now, w- what is. Um, you know, what's the? You said you're kind of some nights you're working late. You're working, you know, depending when you when you get it. But what's the what's the music scene like? What what do you what are you listening to? I know we kind of made some jokes uh, before we started, but you know what what kind of gets you in the mood or what's kind of uh, at the studio when you're creating? And what kind of tunes you listening to?
1: Um, I am pretty much all over the map. Um, I I will admit I listen to pretty much everything except country. Um, It's about the only thing I can't get into. Uh, Not to say that it's horrible, just not my favorite. Um, Like, I I really do listen to a lot of stuff, you know, I listen to old school rap to, like, new indie hip-hop. You know, I, I really am all over the map. I mean, you look at my Spotify and it's just, like, this is one person that listens to all this, like, all the way from, like, doom metal to, like, techno and it's just, like, I really am one of those people It's like, what do I need to like, what kind of music do I need to, to fit an energy? Like, you know, am I really into something or do I not want this? Do I need background noise? Do I want, you know, do I want vocals or I want no vocals? So like I do go all over the map with what I listen to and it, it's not necessarily like I listen to a certain type of music when I'm doing a certain type of label. I, I really am just, I'm just, a. Uh, Personality when it comes
0: to music, sometimes. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. On the the country thing, I can't really. I just can't. I try, you know. And I definitely feel like everyone's having a good time at those country shows or those, you know, the the tailgates. But it just, I don't know. It doesn't resonate with me. Maybe because I'm not a a truck kind of guy. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's just not
1: yeah i mean I've, I've tried you know and I, I don't fault people for liking it it's just it's just not my thing right uh, or yeah
0: or if i've had if i've had several you know i probably could get me into it for the night and kind of you know I'm, i definitely won't, wouldn't be like in the moment and be like this is crap i would just go with it but like i wouldn't mm-hmm. i don't i don't think i don't know if it's the rhythm i can't get into or, or whatnot there's just something just, i've tried And i, I mean yeah. I, like, I like bluegrass and like, some stuff like that but it's just different it's like you know that to me is a little Closer to rock And you know Blues and what have you But like I just yeah, I, I can't do it But, um, but I definitely Go down uh, My Spotify playlists are, are super weird too So and I, and I welcome that I welcome it
1: And that's the great thing About like You know You know And that's the other thing too with like The internet and music Nowadays It's Like you can really Listen to anything At any point Doesn't matter What era it's from It's just A quick search And it's right in front of you And you can listen To the whole album And you can listen To remixes And you know, that's the thing that's really cool. It's like, you know, the internet gives you a lot of, there's a lot of junk out there, but then there's a lot of, you know, resources and you can just rock out to whatever you want, whatever, whatever mood you're in, you know? Um, so that's, yeah, like Spotify is great for that, you know, artists might hate it, but it works great for me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You listen to an artist that's, you know, just put out, self-produced album you know has plays in front of 20 people you know and you know in uh, in red bank yeah. or you can have a you know band selling out the you know the garden so i, I do like that also now is your yeah your...
1: i mean the other thing too is i like um like soundcloud has some cool cool stuff in there too which is which is a cool way to like that's a little harder because that you know you definitely just like have to stumble onto something or you know you have to see that one web post that kind of alludes to some band and you know you have to Google it, and you come up with some Bandcamp or SoundCloud page, and you know it's it's kind of neat to find those things too off the beaten path, which is which is always fun, um, you know. And then it's like, oh, how much have I missed, you know? Like, and then you have to then you dive into that world of what's their back catalog like, and what bands were they in before that, and you know. So it's it's a fun little fun little uh, side project.
0: Yeah, exactly. Now, is what you're listening to when you're creating similar to when you're biking, like? is there is it or is this kind of the same all the time like what do you i'm not an avid biker i mean i do enjoy you know i have uh you know mountain bike but i definitely uh looking at your photos on your, on your instagram which i don't know if you really plugged enough but it's uh c McSherry, sherry irishman C M C S H E double r y on instagram and you can kind of see you out there you know just kind of uh how you see life which is cool but is, is your biking music the same as your creating music? I I was kind of curious about that.
1: Um, I actually don't listen to uh, music when I ride. Um, basically, people are distracted enough in cars, and I want to be able to have, like, every sense that I can that someone's coming up behind me. So I've, I've ridden with, with music a few times, but it's always only in one earbud. Um, you know, I like to keep one ear free so I can hear a car coming up behind me. Um, you know, when I do some crazy stuff at home and it's like, you know, indoor trainer kind of season, the weather's just really bad. Um, that's when I tend to listen to some pretty aggressive stuff. Um, you know, just because, um, I mean, like my background was, I was a college wrestler. Um, oh, yeah. I, you wrestled know, through, I wrestled in high like,
0: school, but not college.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I had, I wrestled for like 13 years all the way through college and, you know, so it was like, I I still get into that mentality of like, you know, ride and train really hard. And the more aggressive the music, the more crazy I can get, you know. So, you know, you, li- you might listen to a little bit more hardcore stuff, um, you know, some some heavier metal and some stuff like that, that that might put you in a more aggressive mood. Um, but yeah, like the, so as far as biking, it's it's not really like on the road. I don't listen to anything. So. But, yeah. So, I mean, it's it, it's it goes both ways. Because, I mean, like, there might be a label and it just might be the thing that I'm into at the time. But, like, you know, I might be listening to Sleep or um, Electric Wizard, like, designing some fruity label. It doesn't really matter. It's just, I don't, like I said, they don't necessarily have to go hand in hand. It's just whatever, you know, I might feel like listening to at the time.
0: Okay. Now... Do you ever, do the two worlds ever collide? Like, is there, you know, is there soul beers and like a, is an Easter egg in like a, the biking magazine or some sort of biking, you know, Easter egg in some of the, the artwork for, for soul?
1: Um, I have not, uh, actually done any of that stuff. Um, more like the stuff that I've like kind of hidden in the things, or, you know, just like trying to think off the top of my head. Like I've hidden hops before like one of the labels we just did zillions. Um and that is it's like a crazy maze and it actually is a maze. You can actually solve it. Um <laughs> nice. Which is one of those things that Joe never didn't realize at first. And I was like, Did you solve the maze yet? He's like, Wait, that actually is a maze and I was like, Yeah, you can actually like sit there with a label and like solve it. And he was just like, that's amazing. You know, so stuff like that, that, you know, it's fun to do. Um, but as far as the magazine, no, I've never, I've never snuck any soul stuff into it.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, cool. We'll have to, we'll, we'll look for that in the future. But, um, yeah, I just want to, uh, you know, again, I, I thank you for making the time, you know, uh, especially being an art director for not one, but, but but two successful, uh, companies, it's, uh, I appreciate your time and just, you know, Like I said, anytime you have to call back the two one five area code, I'm going to ask you: Are you an Eagles fan?
1: Oh yeah! I mean,
0: who isn't right now, right? Well, yeah, right. Well, yeah. I mean, no, I live in, I live in, I live in Giants and uh, Patriots country, so I don't, I don't, I definitely just. I don't assume but you know and I've seen like random it doesn't make any sense but you know Cowboys fans in Philadelphia so I don't understand I just I
1: don't Oh it drives people nuts. Right? I yeah, one of my friends at home is is a Cowboys fan. I don't know it's just like how you're how'd born that in Kensington how are you a Cal- oh, Cowboys oh, fan and you're born in Kensington?
0: Yeah, the neighborhood you know. boys didn't give him a proper ass whoop when he was younger. He would have fixed that pretty quickly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it was he gave some weird convoluted answer that it was like kind of made sense. He wasn't allowed to like pick a home team cuz his dad was already a fan and his like that's the thing. It's, it's crazy cuz his dad's an Eagles fan, his brother's a Giants fan and he's a Cowboys fan. I'm like and you're all from Kensington like it just didn't make sense
0: to me yeah my yeah my son is Eagles fan here in Connecticut and he's proud my my youngest who's like mama's boy he follows mom for now and is a Giants fan but I just think he's doing it because he's the youngest so I I let that hand play itself out because my oldest was like that for a little a little bit and so each each visit to Philadelphia the family kind of like burns a little bit more of a hole in them so we'll we'll turn around but there's no sense to uh yeah, rip, just feed rip, him some rip, more tasty cakes, and
1: they'll yeah, come around.
0: Exactly. You're right. Yeah, because his most recent was, well, Dad, when Mom's on here, I'm a Eagles fan. But if Mom's home, I'm a Giants fan. I was like, all right, that's a step closer <laughs> than you were yesterday. And you're, you're, I could tell you're four, but you're already tormented by it. I'm like, we're doing a good job.
1: <laughs> good stuff.
0: All right, well, I thank you so much. and um, Yeah, I just want to thank you for your time, and I do appreciate it
1: great thanks for uh thanks for having me on and
0: uh i'll keep you, you know, updated when we go live and, with you. yeah definitely Colin. I'll, when i next time i'm in the area i'll make sure i reach out and I, uh, so just you know say hello to everybody at the brewery and I, you know thank you thank you so much
1: yeah definitely if you're ever back in town maybe we can make a quick trip up to easton
0: arm eagles twisted i look forward to it all
1: right thank you
0: all right i'll talk to you soon
1: all right talk to you
0: And there we have it, folks. Another edition of the 16-ounce canvas. is in the books. I want to thank Colin for taking the time to join us. Episode number 39. Yeah. That's how I feel. It's pretty amazing. 39 more episodes than we thought were possible. I want to thank everybody for taking the time to listen, give feedback. We got a nice little thing going. We're definitely growing. We're seeing some really cool folks who you know, are interested in the art. Who are artists themselves, who are fans of the breweries or, you know, beers, and so it's just really, uh, really want to thank everybody for for being a part of it. Whether you're engaging us on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, we notice and we do appreciate it. I want to thank everybody who's taking the time, and if you haven't, it's kind of a subtle way of asking you to head on over to iTunes, leave us a rating and review. It helps us in the uh, search engine algorithm thingies really helps get the word out to the masses one by one we are carving out our niche in the craft beer scene so exciting things are in the works Uh, made some calls talking to some people doing some lunches and so we'll see where it goes but uh, it'll be nice to hopefully have something in 3d for everybody to enjoy together in the future but we'll leave it at that Remember to chance out via the World Wide Web, 16ozcanvas.com, 6 Ounce Canvas on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And tell a friend, it's the holidays. Give the gift of a free podcast link to your friends. Copy, paste, send that shit, message it, tweet it, text it, retweet it, share it, like it, DM it, PM it, email it, messenger it, Tattoo it Whatever it is Just get the word out there And we will thank you We will thank you with More and more goodies to come So yep We are in the process We're almost finished Like I said earlier Finishing up Signing Working all the details Getting all the brown M&Ms ready For all the artists For Our announcement Of our fifth 12 pack So that will put us up to through next year, I think that'll make it officially a full year of episodes. So that'll be really exciting when we're able to 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 knock that one off. But you are listening to episode number thirty nine, Trinta y Nueve. This week's episode featured Colin McSherry from Soul Artisan Ales. You can find Colin on Instagram, C M C Sherry S H E. Double R-Y As well as Solels.com S-O-L-E Like your shoe Not like uh, R&B and soul, But you know They do have style They do have character So S-O-L-E-Ls.com Try to use the special O Character I think it has a name It's based on that But I did Was pretty proud of myself The other day And I was able to find it on the Mac. So that was a big step for That was a big step that was the life goal complete. So cross off the bucket list. Also got the new iPhone X. And so it's a lot easier to just hold down the O and Bing, bang It's there. So don't be a stranger. Get in touch. AJ at dot ozcanvascom That's my email address. We'd love to hear from you. Sign up for the mailing list. We'll make sure to spam you. And we'll probably try to sell your email to third parties. You know, use all that data that we know, you know, Likes black and white, and this person likes you know thick line work or creative watercolors. So, we're definitely going to really, really whore the niche out a lot. And so, that is sarcasm, but uh, just in case you weren't sure about that, we will not do that. But we're going to thank you once again. We thank you for being a part of this growing community. We're having a great time. Once again, thanks to Colin, uh, thanks to Soul, and don't be a stranger until next week. We thank you and you. And you. All right, all right. And you too. But yeah. Thanks, everybody. Stay warm. It's been a little crazy in the Northeast. And way uh, to go. Cheers, everybody.